All right, what up, what up? Good morning, welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am the host, A.D. Walker. I appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Hey, Lisa, thank you for sharing always and all my people coming through as we continue this conversation about black leadership. Um, today, we're talking about creating the blueprint for black leadership. Uh, we're going to have an amazing conversation. It won't just be my voice all the time, so don't worry. Don't be alone. Don't leave. Good morning, Miss Kathy. Appreciate you guys for being here. Um, so yeah, like I said, we kind of laid the foundation yesterday. If you missed that conversation, make sure you go back and listen to it, preferably either on YouTube or the podcast. Little plug there. All right. And oh, happy Wednesday. And it's the first of the month. And as always, it's the first of the month. Yeah, you know, everybody's thinking that song. <laughs> get up, get up. All right. So without further ado, I'm gonna hold you guys. I got my folks hanging in the wing. Hey, good morning, Miss Yvonne. Appreciate you for rocking with us. Thank you guys for being here. Um, like I said, make sure you share. Sharing is caring. If you're on the text, uh, text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. You can share that text out and have them join this uh, our community, our text community, and they'll never miss a broadcast of anything going on with the Legacy Walker Network. All right. So let's... Get this together and kick it off. Um, and we'll be right back after this. So this is your time to share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So take them links. Go to Facebook. Share it out. Tag everybody. Let everybody know that the brothers are in the building. All right. We'll be right back. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know. I want to welcome you to the Brothers of Legacy broadcast, where we are changing our community one conversation at a time every day. A co-op has to start with ownership. We have a mindset of either I want to make a lot of money or survive. Make a bunch of money or I got to figure out how to survive. When you have a real bond, when everyone has, you know, we come in with real expectations. Mm -hmm. It's because this is, we talk, this is covenant. My whole, the whole point is this, that we as a people with our money and time aren't often, I'm not making this general, I'm making this general possible. Often vested in the yeah. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yes, sir. How are you doing, gentlemen? All is wonderful. Happy Wednesday to you, Doc. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy to have you here in the building, Mr. Kaneem, and Pastor back in the building. All right, let's see. Let's do this. Creating the so today we're talking about creating the blueprint for black leadership part uh, or uno. Right. <laughs> uh, part one. <laughs> so we're gonna uh dig into that today. My thing is acting kind of funky. So uh if I drop out, just keep talking. <laughs> just fill in the spaces. All right, so oh, 
So yesterday I, I kind of was, I went, started breaking down like some of the ways of leadership, you know, that may work better. And um, some of this was inspired by a gentleman by the name of Dr. James Taylor. Check him out on YouTube. He has some really deep talks. He talks, he has a, a history um, video he talks about as well. It's really informative. It's, it makes you, it, he really digs into some, some stuff I haven't heard before. Um, so definitely check him out. And Dr. James Taylor or Professor James Taylor, black guy. So there's a couple of James Taylors that pop up. He's the only black one that I've seen. So just scroll if you see him. Um, but yeah, so some of the ideas of, of black leadership, you know, that we've gotten used to were, you know, most, most often on the national stage. And, you know, the, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, the, the Al Sharptons, the Jesse Jacksons, and the plethora of names that we know um, and we've heard of that may not have gotten that high of spotlight, um, but they have been a notable Black leader, you know, in the national space. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. Um, but today, like yesterday, I kind of was breaking down, you know, having local leadership um, <coughs> and and how can we... Oh, yeah. Now I know. Boom. Good job. Because I didn't write it down. But I ended with, um, and this, we can, of course, like all conversation, we're going to take it other places, but should someone that has like lo local leadership, right? So I'm, I'm rallying you guys around, let's just say the Henry County area <laughs> to do something. Um, and we're attacking an issue. Should the local leader then turn around and get into politics? You know, would that mess up the, the forward progression or would it help the movement? Um, you know, how do you guys, should, should activists stay on the side of activism on the outside in order to attack the system in a more non-biased way? You know, because I, I think it's it's a little easier to not be corrupted when I'm on the outside. It's easier, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to handle business and be the go-between between this group and politics, or should I jump in the ring of politics to try to make the change from the inside? You know, because we know with politics or we feel with politics, there's always a compromise, you know, that comes with getting in the, that kind of space between either you're part of a party, you know, any deals you got to make for funding, you know, things of that nature. So just that's my question, you know, starting out with leadership, should a activist, a leader jump into the ring or try to find or to find a comrade <laughs> that's already there to try to work with to get things done? What do you say, guys? Mona Sam, Mona Mama Corey. Oh, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm. I guess yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm I'm bad. Let me just toss it. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it, it's. I mean, I, I guess it depends on the individual. You know what I'm saying? You, you say he's an activist, right. uh, and so him being an activist, right, for any specific cause makes him biased because he's. He's an activist for a specific group. You right. feel me? So, right. as far as getting into politics, yeah. Um, I, I, 
it, it really do depend on the individual because um, if you have the right person, I think you have to get into politics. I, I mean, it's okay. it's just it's like you can only do thing. so much uh, unless you just your your mission and your purpose is to keep it local. Okay. Oh, I mean, how much change are you trying to make? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's just that's just my opinion. Okay, I got you. What you what do you say, Pastor? I, I again, I, I agree wholeheartedly with uh, Curvey. It just depends on the individual and their desired outcome for their purpose. You know, understanding your is is my purpose to shift effect change locally or is it to shift effect change nationally or globally? What what is my vision? Oh, like my personal. What am I? What's my goal? What's my goal? That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I because like yesterday I was talking about um, like policy wise. You know, sometimes, sometimes a national cover-all policy doesn't help every neighborhood, <laughs> and can and can actually hinder some neighborhoods. You know, that are operating fine. You know, whereas if you either have statewide policies or local policies that can affect an area, like I was speaking about. You know, like if they enforce something to try to to try to help black businesses thrive in certain areas, like Atlanta doesn't really doesn't really need it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like certain areas are like, we're good. You know, we're kind of functioning. We're kind of just protecting locally, making sure like, like making sure that nothing changes as far as making it harder to be a black business. But I feel you. I never really thought about the personal, what's my personal goal? You know, what am I going after? So I I dig what you're saying as far as personally. Um, But do you think it, it, does it, so I get that part, but do you think it affects the movement when politics get too infused into activism? No, no. I mean, my personal opinion, I mean, I, if you look at the overall concept of politics, right, it's really all, I mean, in my opinion, right, <laughs> activism. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you got a local congressman or a state senator or um, uh, city council, you are an activist for your local area. You are promoting, you are trying to have some type of change or bring some type of influence to better your community. Right. So it's just, like I said, it's the mindset of the individual on what they're trying to accomplish or your personal goals to um, actually help or are you trying to pocket are you trying to get power? Are you? I mean, it. it well, well, well. Where you come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> did you come here with? Did somebody put you What's in this agenda? position? Right. Yeah, because because a lot of people can get promoted and they don't even want the position. Right. But you, but you kind of forced into it, and you. But once you get up there, you you never really know exactly the motives. Of the individual you promoted, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, but you know, I let I let I I let Brian go. He might have a better. <laughs> he may have a better better. Uh, uh, teetering because because I mean, yeah, because I, yeah. I, 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 to me personally, I think it it can it it can hinder a movement when 
you know, when your go-between becomes too political. You know, I think it, it can hinder, you know, what we're going after. Because, you know, like like you said, you know, when if I'm part of a group, my activism is because of this group, whether it's economical, racial, or, you know, any other whatever, you know, maybe pushing it. Um, but when I get into politics, you know, of course, your goal as anything is to serve everybody that I'm over. <laughs> so this, you know, like, so now my, my, my goals have to expand a little bit, you know, like I have to be more understanding of the other side, you know, like I have to kind of play favorites. And if, and if it's a, and if my activism was a social or economical thing, you know, now that I'm in position, now I have to consider it, consider my constituents that have a lot of money, you know, I have to consider yeah. what they're going through, the moves that I'm going to make, how is it going to affect them? Um, whereas with my activism, my voice is just like, don't forget us. You understand but, what I'm saying? Uh, well, let me ask you this, man. Because yeah. I've never been in politics, so I don't right. know the ins and outs. <laughs> but in order for you to, you know, have a, a, a I have an influence. I think you would have to get into it and learn what you can and cannot do in politics. Because right. all I really see is the, you know, what's on TV or on, or, or or hear about it from those who not in politics also. You know what I'm right. saying? Like how we got this form right now and we talking about politics and we saying that it may disrupt or corrupt the activism of what's going on. But man, I don't know that because I don't know about politics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I understand it that yeah. what you're telling me, but yeah. I've never been in the arena, arena of to politics. figure out, like, you know, when I'm if I became a city councilman, right? Do what is is it really somebody that I got to pay off, or do I really have to accept the bribe, or do I really owe a favor, or do I, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, right. I, I would I wouldn't know. Right. I'm not in it, you know what right. I'm saying. I got you, but but you, if you have principles and morals, when you get to that point, yeah, and you can navigate, you know, what I'm saying certain things I will do, certain things I won't do. Right. Will this will this help my cause or will this hurt my cause? Is this going right. affect me in the in the in the public eye? Or right. Is this going to help me in the public eye? I, I would have to get into it and learn it to understand. No doubt. What do you what you say, Pastor? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a broad broad question. Okay. Uh, you know, when I <clears throat> I'm going back to the to the question, you know, blueprint for black leadership. Is the blue right. blueprint for black leadership a focus on an avenue to politics? Mm-hmm. Or are we just dealing with black leaders and, and how we require uh, examples, models for our community? Right. Because that does not always lead to politics. Right. And so I want to make sure that those that are listening can appreciate the fact that when we talk about black leadership, we're not just talking about uh, opportunity for politicians. Right. Because, and, and that's, that's it. You're right. Right. Thank but, you. Thank you for uh, making sure we stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I just want to I just want to make sure that we we hit it from from both sides because mm-hmm. black leadership does not equate to 
politicians or political right. positioning. Right. Right. I mean, I kind of jumped in at the like an in kind of question just to yeah. kind of kind of get the ball rolling a little bit just to kind of yeah, process. Yeah. But I hear right. what you're saying. Right. Um, so a couple of things, you know, to to Kaneem's point, you you have to be an activist in order to even pursue politics. Right. Uh, I would challenge Kaneem. Have you ever voted? Oh yeah, I vote every, right. every, every time. Oh, you, yeah. you in politics, right? <laughs> oh yeah, okay, <laughs> right. okay, uh, okay. You know, because you don't have to be a city council member to be a politician. I mean, I'm right. like, there, there's a like, I, I'm only saying that because you you have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have influence, and right. and that's what it's all about. It and to your earlier question, Ad, it, it's all about what range of of influence are you really trying to achieve. Right. Yeah. You know, that's it goes back to the earlier question. You know, what's what's your what's your ultimate goal? You know, is it local impact, regional impact, national impact, global impact? You know, uh, even for an activist, you know, does do black lives matter care about the far right movement? Right. Right. True. Do, true. do I even consider the impact of what I'm pushing mm-hmm. to my counterparts? Does it matter to me? Right. Right. You know, do I do I take that in consideration when I saying no, it's all about black power and that's it. Right. And then the question is, okay, does that make me look any different than my counterparts, my adversaries? True. Right. So when I think of it, I'm saying, you know, uh, I say. I'm I'm a leader and I happen to be black. Right. Right. I want to be an example for my family. I want to be an example as a black man for black people, you know, but my example is not limited to the black community because I'm just trying to be an example, period. I happen to be a black man. Yeah. Right. Uh, And I am pro black, but I'm not anti anything else. Right. I'm anti hatred, anti anti bigotry. Right. You know, that's, I think that's, what's critical. You know, I, I think that, you know, we what we're fighting for, what we're looking for is a level playing field. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a chase for hope. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a man with no hope is a dead man walking. Right. And and so what we're trying to in, in terms of black leadership, what we want to present is is a, is a world, a future that includes opportunity for our children. Right. And, and what we're dealing with is it seems like the, the scope is very limited in terms of opportunity for our children. That hope is, seems to be absent. So we have to fight for that. Right. That's why we have to have effective leadership uh, in our in our communities, someone to fight for us. And, and whatever method you want to use to do that, you know, being right. an activist, I mean, whatever you're doing makes you an activist. Right. The problem right. is we get caught up in the media's definition. Right. Of, of our roles, right, right. Even just that is attacking, problem. attacking the local issues or your town issues, just to get it, even if it's just to getting more funding into your neighborhood because of infrastructure. Um, yeah, I mean, th- think about this. Everybody know Ron Artest, the basketball player, yes. former ba- NBA basketball player. Yes. Yep. What did he change his name to back in the day, some years back? He changed his Meta name World from Ron Artest to Meta World Peace, and the media said he had lost <laughs> his mind. Right. 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 Now you have a gentleman 
uh, Ennis Cantor, who plays in the NBA, who has been trolling LeBron James because LeBron James had wears Nikes, sponsored by Nikes, and he talks about the sweatshops overseas and child labor okay. and all that kind of stuff. Right. And he says LeBron James is uh, is not a good example. LeBron James should be speaking to the freedoms that are required overseas somewhere instead of right. what he's talking about uh, in his quote-unquote anti-American stance. Ennis Cantor just became a U.S. citizen in the last 72 hours. He's from Turkey. Wow. Okay. He changed his name to Ennis Freedom. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. And no one's criticizing him. Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace. He wants right. world peace. Ennis Cantor wants freedom. He changed his name to Freedom. And okay. who was the first person that interviewed him? Tucker Carlson. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I didn't know that. Right? So, so my point is that anytime black leaders rise, right, the goal of the system is to discredit them. Right. So when you talk about your level of influence, you have to consider. The battle. Are you willing? Are you in this for the long term? Are you prepared? Have you counted up the cost? Right. To right. fight for a cause. Right. Right. And most yeah. people don't. Uh, Kaneem just asked, you know, am I going to have to make deals, backroom deals? Right. Am I going to have to, you know, right. am I going to have to uh, mess with my integrity, challenge right. my integrity, my moral character, right? My moral compass. Is that going to be, uh, a compromise for me to achieve this goal. Right. And when you start asking questions like that, those are the things that disqualify you from politics. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you ask those because questions. Because it's right. a nasty right. game. Yeah. I mean it's all about I, and, leverage. And and I would I would say, and it's funny, I was thinking about the leverage thing, even in activism, you know, because once <clears throat> once you start causing waves, you know. <laughs> like if 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 once Tucker Carlson starts talking about me, I'm like, oh, I'm causing waves. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm affecting something because he's talking about me. You know, once those things begin to happen, even those that have power or money or kind of influence may come to you. Like, so what's your end goal? <laughs> you know, like what what do you what are you looking for? You know, mm. to try to to try to persuade you to try to. Say you know racism has ended. <laughs> you know, like, we won the fight, guys. You know, like what is what is you know, and and like you spoke about, what's your end goal as far as you know your motives? But I think though we count the cost, like those moments, someone may not think about, like the moment where big industry or well-known names come knocking at your door, like you know, oh man, what what are you doing here? You know. <laughs> Let me offer you something, you know, like, let me, let me show you a road that can change your life, you know, start throwing names out there. Remember this person, that person, this, you know, where they at now, you know, like, so I, I think the counting of course, of course, is like the damage part, but also, you know, what, what influence, once your influence becomes an impact, you know, are you ready for the next level of dealing with, you know, can you stay the course when millions are being thrown your way? You know, because if you're living a certain lifestyle, 
someone come with a check, you know, and you got your wife sitting there and they slide the check and you start looking like that'll change everything, <laughs> you know, like, but of course it's the, the, the proverbial selling out. You're like, but we be selling out, but we so, be good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things of that I, nature. When I first moved to Georgia uh, and I got hired uh, at my current job and my wife was working for AT&T. Okay. We were going along really well, and all of a sudden, this letter showed up in the mail. Airmail. You know, the letter with the, with the red and blue stripes? Yeah. And it didn't have a return address. Mm. The letter went like this. Your life accomplishments so far have captured our attention. You are on the road to tremendous success. I'm paraphrasing. We can help you gain a level of success that you never expected. How would you like to rub elbows with the top 1% of the country? If you become a part of this organization, our guarantee is that you will be included in the top 1%. Right. The who's who. Right. You will see money that you've never seen before. Right. Your children's children will be taken care of. I'm paraphrasing. Right, right. I get it. All we need you to do is respond to this letter. Right. And the next letter will be an invitation wow. to a meeting. Right. And it went on like <laughs> that. Illuminati. Right. And right. as I'm reading it, right. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Wow. Right. Uh, and I tore the letter up and I threw it away. Wow. Now, oftentimes I ask myself just out of curiosity, you know, I wonder what would have happened right. if I right. actually responded. Right. right. What was the next message going to be what was that invite going to look like right you know but at that moment i was like that's the devil (laughs) (laughs) right 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 right, right. what am i saying i'm saying that when you start attracting attention there's always going to be someone that wants to use you yeah in hopes that if they can get you to a certain place right they have that leverage over you and then they get what they want yes Definitely. On the other side. Definitely. And I'm saying the sheer number of people that have fallen for that, right. it's it's innumerable, but it, it right. would be people that you never would expect. Right. Right. Because it's just little reach outs, extensions like that. Right. And it's like, right. don't tell anyone that you received this message. Right. That's the first start. Right. Secret. The secret. Right. Right. That that and I'm like, you you would never, but I'm like, that actually happened. That that letter showed up at my house. Right. It's crazy. Right. And I'm saying. I'm saying that to say this. What do you think the goal is for Candace Owens? Yeah, president. Right? Because <laughs> she's a black leader. Right. You understand? She's, black. she's a leader, indeed. Right. Who came indeed. from nowhere. Right. In, in essence, you're right. But is you're rubbing right. elbows right. with the top. Mm-hmm. One percent, right, of America. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Who just said, and I quote, black people are the most murderous people in America. Right. You, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. the someone is controlling that narrative because right. what you're saying just makes no sense. Right. Statistically, it doesn't make sense. Right. Right. So when it comes to, to black leaders, the, the, the question really is, are you a real leader that happens to be black? We got to look at what leadership is, not put a color on it. When you when you're living life as an example, I want to live life as a human example of goodness and kindness, because I I know who the Lord is. Mm -hmm. I want to be a man of principle. I don't want to be a a man of black principle. I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we start. So so one of the first things I thought about when I saw this, I'm like, okay, well, what what is a what is a black leader? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I a leader who happens to be black or am I a leader that's dedicated to the black movement? Right. I mean, shouldn't I'm I hear what you're saying. Um, But do you feel like anyone? I mean, I I get the the setting of creating a space of equality. Right. That's 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 the goal. or That's what some desire. Equality. Right. Um, But do you feel like someone who doesn't look like us? of any color, you know, like just, just out there random, um, can be just as effective or feel like they have our best interests at heart if they don't have the same struggle. Can someone have my best interests at heart if they have not gone through my struggle? Yes, Even, they can. Okay. Yes. Yes, no doubt. I know I've been through it. I've had a whole lot of folks who ain't been through my shoes or have my skin color. I mean, take my hand and leave me out some real dog spaces. So yeah, I I, I would definitely say I and they led me because I didn't know which direction I was supposed to go. <laughs> a, a white man took me under his wing that really launched my career. He saw this young young black boy and and saw that I had some sense, and he took time yeah. with me, and he yeah. taught me about investing. He taught me about four hundred one ks. He taught me about you know my credit. He taught me about a lot of things that I hadn't th- that a father should have taught me, right? Uh, and put me on a path for success. Took me out of a shipping and receiving room and put me in a room and, and taught me technology. Right. And then when and and when I left, when I moved to California out of Illinois, he helped me find a job that was waiting for me in California. Then flew to California to meet my mother. And meet my family. So I I know you've heard the term um, like there's been like a lot of movies back in the day where there's a like when there's like a black struggle. And then white people show up, they call it the white savior kind of, you know, movies, you know, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. Yeah. So do you feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to find a way to really shape the question, but, you know. Nah, because the same guy, you know, I was in a leadership position at the company 
Right. And there was another black man okay. who I hired. Okay. Okay. Who was coming to work late. <laughs> right. And and I had to fire him. Right. And that same man told me, he said, I'm proud of you. Right. You made the right decision because he was going to bury you. Either right. you fire him or I was going to fire both of you. I mean, that I, I get that. I get that. He was checking the morality and the integrity clause, the, my, my moral compass. He was checking to see if I was right. going to hook him up because he was a brother. And the reality is he wasn't helping me at all. He was hurting me. Right. And I tried to encourage him and try to let him know, look, we can't do that here. And right. he was just trifling. Right. I was going to his house, picking him up, and uh, right. he was late, making me late. Right, right. I get it. I get it. And, and so what I'm saying is, same opportunity, but didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Mm. And no one came and told me what to do. I had to make a decision. He stood back and, and, and watched. I had no idea he was paying attention. Interesting. And he, you know, I wasn't, I was a sellout to the, the brother that got fired. He called me a sellout. Well, of course. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the word that's, that's used a lot. <laughs> yeah. You don't do what folks want you to do. Right. Um, so what I'm saying is if I wanted to be a black leader, I would have got fired with him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Forget them folks. They're right anyway. At the end of the day. I, I don't know. Oh no, man, right stop it! I don't, man, because he's late. It. He's late. Come on, that's different. I mean, just because you're saying, because what you're saying, you know, if I didn't as, have, as a, hold on, as a black, as a black person, you're you don't have this. You have equal struggle like white people in this country. No, it's the struggle is not equal. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so my thing is right, and I, I, I'm, just, I'm called. You know, people call sellout. Uh, black people, you know, if you're working at a job, they ask for a hookup, but that comes with every race. Every race does that. You know, they come in, they try to ask their people, can you hook me up? Because that's not just us. Because I know that personally. Yeah, but the difference is the time. system is designed to where both white folk, if it were two different people in a different culture, we right. would have allowed to be late. We would have been allowed to be late. Right. That's the you. difference. Right. Right. And we got to walk a different line. We got right. to walk, we walk a different line. Absolutely. We gotta be, for us to be here, we got to be here. If yes. they here, we got to be here. We, yes. we know that. Like, Barack yes. Obama had to have the cleanest record on earth for him to get into the office. You know, like, he couldn't, you know, if he smacked the booty, he was going to be in trouble. You know, like, so with my my thing is, right, so I, I get what you're saying as far as the leadership portion. And, and like I said, the white savior thing, you know, where people, where white people feel like, let me give you an opportunity. Not because you're, maybe not because you're black. You know, I'm not going to even put it on. He may not have told you because you're black. He might have told you because, man. You're working hard. You're busting hump. Let me let me show you a different route in this company. And, I, and I'm going to tell you that's exactly who he was. It wasn't right. because I was black. Right. It was because he saw opportunity. Right. Uh, he saw someone that really wanted opportunity. He saw right. someone that was hungry. Right. You know, and I'm so that, like I said, taken away from that. Do you I mean, do you honestly feel like. Someone that doesn't know your story and, and I'm saying the exact walking in your shoes like can he, you know i my life is probably took polar opposites of what you went through when you was going growing up um hey good morning Keita. but as far as the understanding of you know uh, uh driving while black or being followed in the store or you know just just random things you know there's a random check but it seemed like i'm always getting checked <laughs> if it were to be random 
why am I always one getting checked? You know, like so things of that nature, wanting to change. Um, do you feel like someone, like I said, that doesn't really does not really experience that in any form nor fashion can really lead or create policies that help, you know, without someone like us leading that fact, leading the way or writing the the laws that can that can assist us in these in this so you have to have you have to have input right, right? Uh, you can't affect change without input from the people that you're trying to help right. you cannot affect change without having input input from the people who it might be perceived as a negative impact right you know because black empowerment to some other races feels like they're losing ground if they feel like if we gain ground, it means they lose ground. Right. No balance. And I was going to mention that as well. Like you, you're saying, like, you know, you want equal. But if if money's getting distributed properly throughout the the, the county <laughs> into all areas, you know, uh, other side's not going to get as much because now we need to get for infrastructure. You know, so it's it's equal is a takeaway for those that's always gotten. Right. Yeah. So it's it to me like and and yes, I, I know I, I don't like the whole I get the, the black leadership thing. I put it up because that's kind of been the conversation. And you know, someone that has to have a specific group in mind that's been marginalized, you know, and I think we we made some progress. I feel like we made some progress. Some folks are like, I feel like we have, you know, because I can look white people in the eye now. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't have to walk on the other side of the street. <laughs> you know, my engagement, you say something crazy, I can say something crazy back without fear of, of something coming back to me when I get home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there has been some progress. You know, like, there has been a lot of equality as far as economically. You know, there, there have been some shortfalls, but for the most part, pretty much most jobs, I go in, you know, at 15, my white counterpart going in at 15, you know. Um, so I, I, there are, there are a lot of progress. That's how I feel. Um, but at the same time, like still, there's still more change for us to perform how that's being shaped. Um, I want to say criminal reform. I hate saying that because I feel like it's all black people that are in jail. <laughs> you know, like mm. <laughs> criminal reform, got to change it, help us out, you know? Um, but there are certain things that some disparities in the system that need to shift. Um, and and so I feel like for that well, to me, happen, go ahead. Speak up. Let me, let me ask you this. Jump in there, brother. Will you will you speak about the criminal justice system? Right. Do you think that poverty and social status and your your um, household income takes a part? And if you or exposed to crime. Does it does it take say that again? The, your income, your household income, right? And if you are at a poverty level, right? Do you think that has more exposed? Do you have more exposure to crime than if you were in a middle class or upper class area? Oh, no exposure. Yeah, no. You do not think you that. think you, you're more exposed by crime in, in, in poverty than you are really? Oh, yeah, no doubt. 
No, no, right. no. So the question. So the question is whether or not. So what you're saying is the, the crime rate being higher in a poverty stricken environment versus in a, a high end neighborhood mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Are, are you exposed to more crime because you are poor than if you are middle class or upper class? Do you think you yeah. have more exposure to crime? Yeah. Yeah. If you are poor. Yes. Yeah, because you're less policed. Mm. Mm, I, I would disagree with that too. I not, think not, more the truth is, you go you go I over here to the hood, you go to the hood where there's one way in and one way out, right? Where it's not mm-hmm. being consistently patrolled. More crime takes place there because the this response time is going to be looser there than it would be in a high end neighborhood. Well, I, well, I mean that, that you you probably have seen that. I've, statistically, I've seen statistically speaking, statistically mm-hmm. speaking, the mm-hmm. crime rate the the lower the the income, the closer to poverty, the higher the crime rate. That's common statistics that you could find anywhere in, in America, anywhere in the world. I agree. I agree. So you are more exposed. The closer yeah, to the poverty line you are, the more right. exposure you have to crime. Yes. Well, so as with black leaders for the blueprint for a black leader right. who is in poverty, can that happen? Is that possible? Oh, the, the poverty stricken Black no, not 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 uh, just a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I I know exactly what Pastor was talking about, and I agree with him one hundred percent that I would like to be a leader who is a black man. Right. But as a black man in poverty, is it possible for me to lead and get to a position? Well, I am looked at as a leader in poverty. From others. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because it's the little things that you do that change the narrative about the demographic. Right. Right. Uh, My wife just picked up a property through our property management company and there are about 300 units and it's a poverty stricken environment, bunch of section a, you know, trash on the ground and children running around folks just doing a little bit of everything. And there's already been a shift, little things like children coming to the office, recognizing, you know, they, they call her the rent lady. They don't call her the office manager. They call her the rent lady. Right. Right. That's the lady who we pay rent to the new lady we pay rent to. But she greets everybody every time she sees them. Hi, how are you? Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Bless you. It's good to see you. How's your family? Right? She is, she's pushing the, the maintenance person. Hey, we got to get this fixed. We can't be slacking. You're here to do a job. Let's get the job done. Right. We can't pass inspection and all that if we don't stay on top of these things. Right? She's looking at all these little things that are happening. Well, the last lady always had an attitude. Well, you're not going to get an attitude from me. 
Right. The children, she, she hands out candy to the children and says, I'll give this to you as long as you don't drop the, 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 the paper on the ground. Right. If I see you picking paper up off the ground, I'm going to give you a treat. Now the children go home and tell their parents, I got this from the rent lady. Right. 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 A parent drops a piece of paper on the ground. No, no, mama, you can't drop that on the ground. Right. It's changing the it's changing the perspective, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now people are speaking to each other that weren't speaking before. Now, when when something breaks, someone is responding because someone is holding the maintenance person accountable. Yeah. Right. right. Now the, the 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 walkways are being swept out because people are actually having to do their job. Right. Because what happened is the people that were managing the place acted just like what you would perceive to be the residents. They didn't care. Right. So there's a there's a there's a sense of pride growing right. and it's changing slowly, right. but it's changing the community. That's leadership. I agree. And your wife is giving them leadership from a position that is outside of poverty. She's bringing her standard of living to the right. poverty stricken to right. give them an opportunity Probably to see better. Thing. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she's because changing the, their mindset. That comes from poverty. Uh, she's okay. lived it. She's lived uh, it. We, but she got we, out. We just look like this. We we we've been there. We, <laughs> right. we, we fought but the see, same battle. Uh, but I, it, I, I, I I will agree with that. I came from it also. I, I food stamp section eight government cheese pot of eggs. I I came from all that too. So I, I'm. I'm right there with you. Here's what I'll say. Like, I didn't come from, you know, food stamps. Now, I didn't get government cheese at my house, but I ate government cheese growing up. (laughs) Right? Right? Uh, What I'm I'm saying is, but but we didn't have, we didn't have money like that. Right? My wife didn't have money like that. You know? But we had, but we were taught, clean your room up. Right. Pick the trash up out the yard. You know, my mother didn't allow us to live nasty. Right. She had a sense of pride. It didn't matter what kind of house you lived in. What mattered is that you made your house a home. Right. And 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 what I'm saying is we, we were raised in, econo- in a very economically challenged environment, but we didn't have a poverty mindset. Yeah, I got you. I'm talking about you know, I don't care where you where you start. What matters is what is your mindset. And it's the same thing we're talking about when we when we consider leaders or when we consider black leaders. You know, it's all about your mindset. Do you have uh, a long term vision that's going to reap positive benefits? Right. Is the is, is the decision or the path that I'm on today? going to effect change that's going to make us better in 5, 10, 15 years? Or is it just my short-sightedness that I want to get this bag Yeah, by I any means necessary? You know, yeah. am I going to do everything I need to do to make myself famous in spite of everything else, you know, re- disregarding the, the long-term impact of my constituents? Or am I really trying to do something here? Because if I'm really trying to do something, I've got to fight real battles. Right. If I if it's just self gain, it's going to be an easy walk. Right. You know, I I think about what um, Kanim was saying as far as the leader 
coming out of the same neighborhood, like a, a poverty stricken neighborhood, right? And kind of had mm-hmm. the poverty mindset. But, you know, because a lot of, because the one thing you guys have to admit, <clears throat> the way you got out of your situation was you was exposed to something more. You know, like you, you would be in that same hood with the same hood mentality had you not been exposed to opportunity like oh you can do that you can you know i can do that you know those yep. moments got you out of yep. the spaces that you were in <clears throat> and i say that you know so a leader goes somewhere you know because you don't if you grew up in an area like if you only lived in your little zip code it's like it's all i know you know you work in the same zip code you, you know as you work down the store it's all, all you see is between the store and your home and you may go to the bar, you know, like all you see is your neighborhood. You thinking mm-hmm. this, this is life. This is, this is life. This is how we have to fight for things. Things on TV, never going to happen for us until one day you, someone says, Hey, let's take a ride. And you go outside. You're like, Can we have all this. <laughs> you know, like this yeah. is nice. Like those sidewalks are clean. These streets are smooth. Like, can we have this? And, and they're just like, yeah, you just got to fight for it. You know, and and the thing is, I think when someone and when a leader comes out of those situations um, and start, you know, fighting the politics and fighting with folk to do this, I think that's when money comes into play. And it's like, what? You know, like someone like passes, like they'll come maybe not as anonymous. (laughs) And they're just like, hey, if you go this path, you'll see more money than you've ever seen in your life than the co-combined income of everybody in your neighborhood. You know, like, and, it, and yeah. it's like, do I do I continue this fight at this level? Or or do I give in and try to circumvent this money back to my people? You know what I'm saying? And the outcome, uh-huh. of course, of course, if I'm on, if I get on these these spaces to to represent the folks giving me money, telling me poverty's poverty's over, you know, basically, you know, I'm called a sellout. And I'm kind of tossed out of my community. But my idea is like, they're going to give me millions. I'm going to circumvent that back to you guys. You know, because <laughs> it, it, it's because unfortunately, unless unless you are really exposed to the long game, because that's another level of thinking as well. You know, there's the opportunities, but then it's the long game. You know, like, don't do it this way. If you take the long game, we could have change that will last generations. You know, in my mind, if I take this short game, <laughs> I get this $2 million, I can start fixing stuff. You know, I can do it myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's, it is a mindset shift, but I believe that someone has to be invested into knowing some of the barriers to really lead a people, you know, to, to make things happen. And I get that anyone can lead folks, but I think to truly connect and understand the long-term struggle they have to they have to be invested in if that makes sense it does but I, I think that as a as an individual who has morals and and you just care about people you know what i'm saying you you should be invested right whether you black white asian hispanic i think that it, it it should be one common goal to raise all people. But yeah. we talking about but today's topic was the blueprint of black leadership. leadership. And 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 I mentioned black leadership purposely. Because so, you know, 
and, and the reason I asked about the poverty and can leadership come from a poverty area is because most of our leaders that we know in history came from poverty. Right. There wasn't Martin. a lot of Martin was good. I think Martin Luther King was good. I think he was straight. Well, he came from a two parent household. I mean, yeah. in a middle class black neighborhood, yeah. but he was straight. It, it, there still was limits on what his family right. could do, but that was so. Yeah. I mean, they had love, and they are, as far as what I've read and what I've heard since I've been in Georgia, I, I, I would agree with you that he yeah. wasn't. He yeah. wasn't a sharecropper. He was. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like he was born in the city. You know, it's a lot yeah. different when you in yeah. the in the country areas and stuff right. like that. But, but a majority of our black leaders did come from right. poverty. Right. And, and 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 to say that they were exposed to outside influences that they could see yeah. that I don't have to live this way yeah. and my kids don't have to live this way, but somebody from outside right. of that poverty area right. gave them the vision. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's all. It, it wasn't just hey, I I I'm around here shucking corn and. And picking okra and but just you know there. what I'm saying, but <laughs> they were exposed to somebody outside yeah. of poverty that that gave them the vision to say, "Hey, there is a better way. There are uh, other aspirations I can have besides doing what my mama did or doing what my grandma did, and just keeping that cycle going." Right, right. But so let me ask it. Let me ask this. Right. So. um how many of those that don't look like us? Um, oh Lord. How many of those <laughs> that don't look like us um, are with the with the mindset of being able to share the wealth of, of equality? You know, I think it's getting know, better, man. Since like since the pandemic hit, and you know they had yeah. the. the Black Lives Matter movement. It was a lot of other folks that don't look like us Maybe seeing that. It was. Well, I'm just saying, as far as me seeing them, right, in a in, in, in a public eye on every screen, every every corner. You know what I'm saying? Like it was some real individuals who were out there putting their life on the line to see that this is just injustice. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you didn't see that. As prevalent in our parents' day, you know what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying they wasn't out there. Yeah, yeah. But when they at the front of the line, and you got a lot of black folks who behind them, like okay, and these are people with money now. Uh, I mean, it's it's not just the, the the average college student that's just like this is the hot thing to do. There was there was some people with influence and money that just saw that it was like this is not right. Now, where they at now, I can't say. <laughs> right. and, and my thing is, like, you know, those, you know, and, and honestly, this question goes into our community as well. You know, are those willing to, like, sacrifice their comfortability for the case of equality? And I'm not talking about, you know, pastor sharing his money with everybody, you know, like, giving out more money to folks. I'm not saying that, but, you know, equal in a playing ground where, you know, opportunities shift because, we're trying to set a space for equality. You understand what I'm saying? Like even, you know, those that have always kind of gotten because of a level of privilege, you know, now like, okay, let's, let's make it open for everybody. 
you know, those even because even those that wear the Black Lives Matter shirts, what it, what is your end? Like, how far are you willing to to go to get this level of equality that all lives all lives matter? You know, like Black lives included. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's 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 what I I really want to dig into because it's sometimes it don't seem like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a limit. You know, like oh, and then I always try to remember the acronym, but um, George Carlin says, you know. This is great. We need to change this. This is what we need, but not in my backyard. <laughs> yes, we need homeless shelters, but not in my backyard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we need areas, not detention centers. We need reformation centers, re- you know, re- reform centers, but not in my backyard. <laughs> you know, like what is what is the willingness to to see this all the way through, you know, on all sides? And that's why I mentioned black leadership. You know, because if if a significant number of us are affected by certain things, you know, like we it's it's more like almost a duty or we invested in this thing to really make the change that needs to happen. Yeah, I mean take a level of commitment, man. I mean it's you gotta have some individuals who are truly committed, but it, it's not just I'm gonna be wrong, I, I think black people can help black people, but you're gonna need some other influence besides black people to really make serious change. I think. Yeah, but I mean, who's not doing that? You know, like, I, I want to affect change, you know, and I'm doing everything I can to do that, I believe. It starts at home. It starts in my community. It starts mm-hmm. in my church, you know? with with everybody that I come in contact with. Yeah. I don't I don't I have no desire to run for politics. I have a desire to affect change wherever I go. That's 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 how I consider well, myself to be a, a world changer. You know? That is true. I mean you yeah I mean so you definitely change what you touch. Right. That that's what I'm saying. Like I, I wanna I want to have an impact on the people that I have contact with. Right. And that's the best thing that I can do. I, but I don't have a desire to go out there and, and be in D.C. Or, or, you know, be in a House representatives. And that that's not my I don't feel like that's my purpose. Right. Uh, but I do believe that I affect change. I believe that I'm connected to people that affect that level of change. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to leave I try to leave positive spirits and, and, and nuggets of knowledge everywhere I go, too. So I, I, I think I have some change in folks who I touch also. But as far as I think you're a politician, (laughs) (laughs) I have no wishes, no aspirations from politics. (laughs) Hey, I'm just like running my mouth. That's all. (laughs) Listen, listen. start right there. (laughs) You want your community to change? Vote Kaneem Kirkland. No, no. See, as you know, try to push me up now. God bless America and nowhere else. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I can speak for I can speak for my household and the people I love. That's about all I can that's do. It. He rose from the pit to the parliament. Right. Yeah, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. Uh, oh man. That's yeah, Mr. Great. E, that's right. That's the first step to become absolutely, absolutely yeah. man. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. And oh. it, go ahead, AD. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that if everyone had that attitude 
uh, you know, who knows where you'll end up. Right. You know, I, I ended up in a pulpit. Right. You know, you mm -hmm. end up where you end up. And, and, you, and I'm saying, like, life is not over for me. I have no idea what the end is going to be. All I know is my ladder shall be greater than my past. And that's yeah. what I'm working towards. You know, I, yes, I want to set people to flight. You know, I want to do what the Bible says. You know, I want to be that one that sets uh, a thousand to flight, sets 10,000 to flight. And I believe that I'm doing that over the course of my life. I have encouraged people that are doing great things in their lives. So I shadow that success and I participate in those victories, you know, uh, and that's legacy. That's legacy building for me. You know, this, this platform, you know, someone is launching a crusade based on something they heard off this platform. This platform has triggered activity. It has changed mindsets. You have no idea of the level of impact that this vision has had to the broader community, right? Yeah, you you just you just don't know. But I'll I'll tell you this: it has had impact. It's had a tremendous amount of impact. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're a leader. You happen yeah. to be black. Last time I checked, yeah. Richard, Richard Fay, uh, <laughs> his skin does not look like ours. Indeed, but he's faithful. Right. right? Yes. So you're crossing lines, yeah. right? He's not even in America. Right, right, right. So you're global. Right, right. International. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I appreciate you guys being here, rocking with us um, as we dig into these conversations. As you can see, it's pot, un, or uno. Um, we're just we're just kind of kicking off, and we're kind of digging into just and I yes, continue with the black leadership, <laughs> but um, it's it's important, you know, because leadership is important, right? And and I like I spoke about yesterday the the level of national leadership is is a needed thing. Um, all right, appreciate you, Pastor. Have an awesome day, sir. Bless you. Um, and we are you know. You know, black black leadership. You know, the national stage is is great, but local leadership is definitely needed as well. A representation of you know some of the pockets of our towns and our counties that are underrepresented or lack the voice. You know, because sometimes you feel like my voice doesn't matter, but if we come together as one voice, you know, it makes a difference. And we always talk about voting and voting in the block. You know, like. Listen, this is, mm -hmm. if you don't take care of us, we're not going to take care of you. You know, we need okay. to change. We need to see things through. You know, my wife said yesterday, we're so, we, we are, our, our memory, our memory is short. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. we tend to, we have a victory, but we forget, you know, we need to stay the course. We need to hold people accountable, you know, and, and things of that nature in order to see change all the way through. Because we know yep. politicians are ran by two things, money and votes. But honestly, the votes is more important and they do the money because they need to fundraise to get more votes. So <laughs> understanding your power to vote makes a difference. But you got to vote in blocks. It's having an agenda. We can dig into the agenda thing. You know, what kind of changes you need locally, what kind of things you need statewide or even nationally to make a difference. And we and we spoke about in the beginning with um, having leaders that, you know, like what's their agenda? You know, of course, you never really know 
someone's agenda or or like like an Eve, like he's cool, he's leading the the pact, but then money come into play, <laughs> you know, and we all know money, money could change you. <laughs> money has yeah. an influence. Money's like, you know, like I said, someone slide you a million dollar check, you know, your whole <laughs> your whole little plan that you wrote down is like, well, let me go push this to the side. What you want me to do for this million? <laughs> you know, like yeah. so, you know, and it and it can it changes, it can corrupt. Um, it's just staying the course. It's just staying the course. And it and it's, sometimes it's challenging because, if, like you said, if I'm coming out of poverty, like I'm, I'm barely earning forty thousand a year, barely in this hood, you know, and I'm, I'm making change and I'm getting notoriety, and someone comes and say, "Hey, brother, let me slide this to you," where this would change everything, you know. Now I'm getting diluted, you know. Either I'm, I'm getting set up to be corrupted, or I'm getting set up to 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 speak things that I know are not true, you know, because they talk about Candace Owens, you know, like, yeah. So <laughs> like going to just sell out the whole, like, really? But anyway, <laughs> I'm trying not to go into that tangent, but yeah, so it's, it's, and I, and I, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like Malcolm X, you know, the white people can't be a part of the fight. Um, or or any other race, you know, or it's like make sure you include everybody. It's not black, you know, <laughs> if any other race. But I think we as 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 people sometimes need to to focus on find out what's our agenda, get a focus, and then we can include other people into the fight, if that makes sense. And that's why I, I stick with the black leadership. So tomorrow we're kind of gonna dig a little further in as far as agendas, what changes that we we should see. And how should we go about making these changes happen? All right. So (laughs) here at Brother Legacy, we are changing the world. One conversation (laughs) at a time. One conversation at a time. So we look forward to seeing you. Y'all appreciate it. I see some new faces in here um, doing the romper room. I see Mr. E. I see Tyrone Jackson. (laughs) I appreciate you guys being here. Ashley coming through. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you guys for always supporting my podcast people. Thank you for listening all the way through. Um, and if you have any suggestions, any for some of the topics, I got you, Richard. I got some of it. And we kind of tackled some of it, but I'm going to dig into a few more. If you got something on your brain that you like, I don't see people talking about, shoot us an email um, at brothersalegacy at gmail.com, brothersalegacy at gmail.com. Um, and we'll definitely check you out. All right, V, appreciate you. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys same time. Same channel. Always know that we love you. God loves you more. Continue to stay safe and just do the right thing. Peace out. It's been a long, a long time. I'm a man, but I know a change gon' come. Change gon' come. Come. I want to thank you for watching, learning, and growing with us. Being a part of the change. That is happening every single day. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know. We are creating a new legacy. legacy.